Praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans teaching today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. I'm excited that you found us on YouTube or watching on the Facebook page, Pastor Curtis Facebook page, live or after the fact. And I just uh, love to share God's Word in its truthful and righteous context in which the Holy Spirit wrote it and is attempting to give it to the church today. This is part 10 of chapter 3 that we are in. There are 23 sessions to chapter 1, 11 sessions to chapter 2. All of those are archived at Pastor, not Pastor Curtis, at Curtis Hutchinson 316, my YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, type in Curtis Hutchinson 316. Not only is the Romans teaching there, but the Galatians teaching is there. All our worship services are there, all in one spot. You don't need to go and search all throughout the land or all through the internet. Just my YouTube channel and everything we've done for probably the last year and a half, maybe two years, is on the YouTube channel. We started uploading everything there that we do so you can have free access to it without charge as long as you pay your internet bill. And uh, we're excited about that. So we'll be beginning this morning here in chapter 3 in verse 21. And again, uh, just uh, avail yourself to the teachings that are on the YouTube channel. Uh, and if you're watching live this morning, well, God bless you. We, we love to have you. I know there are a few folks that can uh, listen live and, and uh, love the Word of God and love to keep, keep hearing uh, the truth. And, you know, I, what I believe and what I teach is that we hear the Word when we go to church or in settings like this. We, we hear, but we don't learn until we leave and allow the Holy Spirit to apply what we've heard to our lives as we walk it out. You're not really learning to ride a bicycle when someone goes by. You may see that you want to ride a bicycle and you may see them doing it, but you don't begin to learn until you crawl aboard that bicycle. And it's the same with the Word of God. You, you, you really can't learn spiritual things until you submit yourself to God through faith in His Son Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. Jesus taught that. You can't follow him, he said, unless you take your cross up. You can't be a disciple. Disciple means learner. So unless our faith is in the cross of Christ, the sacrificial work of Christ, we're not learning anything. That means a lot of the church isn't learning anything, and there is a remnant today who the Lord's been able to bring back to a focus of faith in the cross of Jesus Christ where grace flows into their lives and learning takes place. So welcome aboard. I, hope, I pray that you'd share these teachings with others. And let's dig right in today as we've been talking about in our past sessions. Up until this point, uh, uh, Paul's been talking about everybody's guilty. No, not one uh, understands God. No, not one sought after God. Everybody that's ever lived has been guilty before God without, without anything in and of ourselves being able to seek God, approach God, find God, be right with God. Nothing. We have nothing to offer. God had to come after us. God had to send His Son after us. God had to make the first move. How many of you know God always makes the first move? We never do. 
Amen. When we, we fell into sin in the garden, God came running in. We didn't go running after God. And when God came running after us, we hid in the trees. Think about that. God always has to make the first move, and He always has. He, he laid the very first move in His judgment concerning the Lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. And then after that, He deals with all humanity based on their judgment of that judgment He initiated. So God always makes the first move. He's after your heart today. If you're lost, He wants to save you today. If you're a Christian, but you've been out of the way and maybe in church, maybe in worship, maybe in the Word, but not in the righteous path. Maybe just in a bunch of things, but not in the faith. And He wants to bring you back to the faith today. And if you are in the faith, my friend, He wants to strengthen that faith and He wants to shine the light of this path of the just a little bit more in your life today. Praise God. So we get to verse 21 in chapter 3 and the Apostle Paul says, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, although it was witnessed by the law and the prophets. That means the law and the prophets wrote about this coming righteousness. This coming righteousness. It was witnessed by the law and the prophets. That means in the word there was a witness there of this righteousness that would be without the law. Think about that. The word of God, the old covenant, the scriptures of old, Genesis through Malachi teach of a coming righteous one, the seed of the woman, a coming Savior, Redeemer, a coming righteousness without the law. Think about that. Verse 22 is so, so powerful to me, and I recently uh, taught a few months ago a 12-CD uh, preaching series set that we have and we offer, uh, but it's on the YouTube channel free. Uh, but we do offer the set for $25 for those who uh, have to have it. We I sold more of them at our recent conference than anything else uh, and told the folks it was free on YouTube, all of them. But that 12 CD preaching set really birthed something in my heart because I've not stopped talking about righteousness since then. Righteousness is what all humanity seeks for. Now they try to find it in all different kind of avenues. The only avenue, Galatians 2.21, is through the death of Jesus. And 2 Corinthians 5.21 confirms that as well. Our faith in Jesus Christ and His death for the atonement of our sins at Calvary, our faith in that God imputes, gives to us, his righteousness. We don't earn it. We're not worthy of it. We place faith in the righteous one and the righteous work he did for us and we have it given to us as a gift, imputed unto us. But watch verse 22. It's so profound and, and really this all began in that, that, that 12 uh, message series on the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus that I began to preach some months ago. So go to the YouTube channel. Again, it's Curtis Hutchinson 316. Avail yourself to those messages. I promise you, if you hunger for truth, for righteousness, with an honest heart, 
and a Bible in your face, seeking God's Word, God will minister to you through that set. And ever since then, righteousness seems to have been the topic now for a while. And I believe there's a great purpose for that in the coming days ahead for the church. But verse 22 says, Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. Now, some translations change that. And I noticed last week after this was over, some people even typed in the comments, faith in Jesus Christ. That's not what the Bible here says. It was by the faith of Jesus that this righteousness was offered to you. Think about that. Before it became our faith in Him, it had to be the faith of Him. Jesus lived by faith. How many of you know that? Jesus had to live by faith and grace. Hebrews chapter 2 tells us that Jesus, by the grace of God, tasted death for every man. And grace can't function in a life without faith. Grace only comes when there's faith. Jesus lived by faith. Grace came, led him to the cross, and he gave his life by the grace of God. The Bible says it, Hebrews 2 and 9, I believe. Think about that. So we're not going to change this. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus, we're not going to change that to end right here. Because first of all, it had to be the faith of before it got to our faith in Him. Hallelujah. Somebody said amen. Somebody got that today. Hallelujah. Even the righteousness, this righteousness that's without the law, that the Scriptures, look, notice, the Bible says this righteousness manifests that's without the law. The Scriptures wrote about it. The law, the prophets witnessed it, that it would be a righteousness without law. That means when somebody tells you you've got to do something, that's law. Anything, water baptism, speaking words, giving money, attending church, studying the Word, when we turn those things into law instead of benefits from being under grace, grace can't flow. Let me say that again. When we turn those biblical things that we should be walking in into law, telling folks they got to do these things or they're not saved. They got to do these things or or they're not sanctified. We turn that into law and those that be led of the Spirit, Galatians 5.18, are not under law. The Holy Spirit never leads people back under law. He only can lead you under grace if you'll stay under grace. That means if you'll stay in the avenue by which grace comes, which is faith in Christ because he he had faith and went to the cross for you and for me, praise God. But watch this in verse 22. It's so powerful because here in verse 22, there's something here that I don't, hear very much. I'm sure it's out there. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. The Bible's been here for many, many years, but I get so excited when God shows you and me something 
personally shows it to you in the heart and the heart begins to explode with joy and, and zeal and excitement over what the Lord is showing you, revealing to you. Think about this. Even, that means specifically speaking, the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ. Here it comes. Notice, say two things about the righteousness of God. That's right. Two things. It's unto all and upon all. A lot of your translations take that out. Listen, you better let those other translations alone. You you want a King James Bible because it is a word-for-word translation. There may be some others. I'm not going to study it and waste my time trying to figure it out when I've got a King James Version. Everybody who says a King James Version is too hard to understand If you'll just come back to faith in the cross, the Holy Spirit will bring forth the understanding right out of this word-for-word translation. These other translations, most of them change things around. They think they're helping you understand. They're removing a lot of things that you need to understand, that you can't understand if you can't even see it in the Word. See, it's it's, it's really, and I don't want to get into all this, but it's a move of the enemy. A lot of these new translations are a move of the enemy to remove things that you need to be able to see and understand. And all you have to do is pray and ask the Lord to help you. Keep your faith in the cross. Know that every word in the Bible, which is the Word of God, every word He's ever spoken, Proverbs 8 and 8, are in righteousness. And the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel unto all and upon all them that believe the gospel. Think about that. Every word God has ever spoken, what we're studying today, every word from Genesis to Revelation, every single word God has ever spoken is in righteousness. That's in your Bibles, Proverbs 8 and 8. And the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel from faith to faith. As long as our faith is in the gospel message of the cross, Christ atoning death at the cross, then everything written about in the Bible, we will see through the blood, through the finished work, law aside, the finished work, law aside, grace coming, pushing law out. Let me say it again, the finished work of Jesus. We don't add to it. When Jesus finished the work, His grace pushed law out like the sun coming up in the morning pushes darkness out. Glory to God. Somebody said hallelujah. This good stuff. Amen. So it's not only to you, it's upon you. If you keep your faith in the sacrifice of Christ, you know there are those people that There's just something about them. You know they're spiritual when they come. When they show up in the room, there's something about them. You can just tell a Christian who's walking in the light with the Lord, because that's where the Lord walks. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Hallelujah. Think about that. There's just something about them, something about her, something about him, something about them. You know, and it's that in the Spirit... We have that robe of righteousness on us. We are wearing it because our faith is in the cross. And I have to throw this in. Yes, it never, listen, in the heavens, 
at the right hand of God in Christ Jesus. We're complete, holy, just, righteous. Man, we're who we're always going to be in completed form in Christ. He represents us there as complete and all those things I just mentioned. But here on this earth right now, you have a choice daily. Paul would say, examine yourself to make sure you are in the faith. That means make sure your faith is still in the cross, the death, the sacrifice of Christ because that is the faith. The faith is the faith of the Son of God that loved you and gave himself for you. There's not another faith. God gave you the measure of that faith, and it is that faith. Ephesians 4 says there's one faith. Hallelujah. It's that faith. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, the life I live now, I live by the faith right now. After he's born again, uh, it's not another faith that, that gets healing. It's not another faith that, that gets anything. Correct. It's one faith, Ephesians 4, and it's the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us. When we try to say, okay, we came in by one faith, now we got to have a different faith. Well, listen, there's only one faith, and that's the faith of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah that gave him, loved us and gave himself for us. So when we keep our faith there, there is not only a status of righteousness that the just already have, but there is now us being led by the Spirit of God in the path of righteousness, bearing forth the fruits of his righteousness, praise be to God, with an increase of the fruits of our righteousness that the New Testament reveals. See, he considers it our righteousness, but... He gave it to us, therefore it's really His. He gave, but, but what's His, He says it's yours now. Amen. When Jesus said, go your way, your faith has made you whole, it was really based on His faith. Your righteousness is based on His righteousness. Everything we have that's good comes from the Lord. Jesus is the heir of all things, but we're joint heir with Him. Hallelujah. His faith, our faith. His righteousness, our righteousness. This is good stuff. I, man, man, you, you just want to get up and shout about this. Glory to God. This is great stuff. This righteousness is to you and upon you. Watch this now. Uh, unto all and upon all them that believe, not work. Work eliminates. And let's just talk about the child of God who has come in the kingdom because he, we call him a child of God. He's been born again. His faith is in Jesus and what Jesus did for him at the cross. He's born again. He's saved. He's on his way to heaven. But he begins to listen to some preacher, some uncle, some daddy, some friend, some somebody that tells him that really wasn't enough. You also have to work and I understand the Bible teaches works, but they're in Christ, not to get in Christ. All the works are in Christ. And I've mentioned this before, and it's well worth talking about again. Anybody that's telling you you've got to work to get into Christ, they don't know the Bible because the Bible says all the works are in Christ. But you can't get in Christ if all the works are in Him because you're outside of Him as a lost person. You can't work to get into Christ, but you can believe in who He is 
and what he did at the cross, that places you, Romans 6, 3 says, the Holy Spirit baptizes you, immerses you into the death of Jesus. And there you're crucified with him, buried with him in the mind and the plan of God by your faith in him and resurrected with him to live new life, to walk this, this resurrected life in Christ, praise God. But it's not those that work. If it's works, then it's not grace, the Bible teaches. Grace is not offered to those who work. Grace is offered to those who believe. Righteousness is not offered to those who work, but those who believe. Now, I want you to hear this today. Not only is your righteous status based on your believing, but the fruits of righteousness you bear is also about believing, not working. See, our works are to believe upon the Son of God. Jesus said that to a group of people when they circled around Him and said, what must we do to do the works of God? And Jesus said, simply believe upon the one God sent. If you're believing in Christ Jesus and what He did for you at Calvary right now, today, that's the works of God. Remember, his righteousness, your righteousness, His faith, your measure of faith. Listen, His works, His works, His works, your works. Because it has to be Him working in you and through you that He can only do that if your faith is in the cross because the avenue of Calvary, the cross, His death, is the truth that allows Him to work in your life. Psalms 33 and 4 says, For the word of the Lord is right, righteous, right, and all His works are done in truth. All His works are done in truth. Notice it says the word of the Lord is right. I'm not right, you're not right, but the word of the Lord is right, and it is righteous. And then in that same verse says, and all his works are done in truth. God will only work in that which he's offered man. That's why God couldn't accept Cain's sacrifice. Wouldn't just accept, well, stick around, Cain. You'll get it right one day. No, we will either place faith right now in the cross or God won't work in our lives. And we will wander around as a vagabond even if we're in church every week with our hands lifted and tears streaming and call ourselves worshiping God. But if our faith is in the words we speak, if our faith is in uh, the purpose driven, if our faith is in anything other than the blood of Jesus... It is us working and not the Holy Spirit through us. I've got a Bible. I can sit down with you and show you the proof of that in the Word. All God's works are done in truth. And truth is a man named Jesus. And the only thing that made him the truth is what he did at Calvary. So let me, let me say this here. We're running out of time. These little half-hour sessions, they've got about six or seven minutes left. Your status as righteous before God, you receive that upon you believing the message of the cross for salvation. 
God said, you're righteous, you're justified, you're free from guilt and the shame of sin, you're, you're sanctified, you're my child, you're, you're welcome into the beloved, now you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ and all these wonderful things, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But Colossians 2.6 says this, As you have therefore received the Lord Jesus, so walk ye in Him. As you received Him, how did you receive Him? Faith in His death. So walk ye in Him. And I know many people say, well, Jesus is not on the cross. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. He's not on the cross. But He said you had to take up yours daily to follow Him. And your cross is not your hard times. You better know how to take your cross up and what that means when hard times come. Your hard times is not your cross. That cancer, that bankruptcy, that divorce, that sickness, that's not your cross. Your cross is your faith in Jesus and His cross. There's only one cross. It's the cross Jesus died on for you and you were crucified by faith on with Him. It's not about the wooden beam in the tree. When we're accused of that, it shows the ignorance and brings about a doubt of those who even would say that of their own salvation to say that we preach a wooden beam or a tree instead of the very work produced by Christ at Calvary. It's not about a tree. This is not about a, a wooden beam. This is about the Son of God, the Lamb of God that came to take away our sin. And as long as that's the object of our faith, that's always been the object of faith. From the time God showed up in the Garden of Eden, listen, go further back than that. Remember, God judged the world before He created it and set it in motion. He judged it with the slain Lamb. The Word of God is God's judgments. God's judgments, God's thoughts, God's words, God revealing His way, which is His judgments. In the book of Psalms, the psalmist would say, your judgments. They would call His Word His judgments. And God's judgment was laid. Gavel banged on the table. Done deal. This is why God rested on the seventh day. This is what He rested in, His judgment. A judgment of love for the world that he had already planned and in his plan and in God's plan everything's already a done deal. From before the foundation of the world God judged. I'll send my son. I'll give my son. That they might be saved, justified, born again, forgiven and become the righteousness of who I am through and in my son Jesus. Hallelujah. Paul begins here in the scriptures to have a celebration of righteousness because of God's declaration of righteousness. Let's read on a little further today and we'll backtrack uh, this next uh, session Monday morning and, uh, and cover some of this stuff in depth. He says, uh, let's read verse 22 again, Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, but unto all and upon all them that believe. See, the second part of the Scripture brings our faith in, our believing in. First part was written correctly, the faith of Jesus Christ brings forth the righteousness of God to us 
and upon us when we believe. For there is no difference because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. See, the glory of God somehow, maybe we need to talk about this Monday morning. The glory of God is tied to the righteousness of God. Because this status of righteous is what He's given us, which is a return of the glory. Remember, Jesus is the brightness of God. Of his person, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. Think about that. The glory is somehow tied to this righteous righteousness, this, this status, this, this uh, 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 righteousness of God and the glory. They're tied together. Oh, this this going to get good. This going to get good. You need to send it to your friends. You need to, if you're watching this, you need to just share it to all your friends, however in the world you do that. Just send it to everybody. Post it on your page. Don't, don't just like these teachings. Listen, that ain't showing nobody nothing. Hit the share button. Every person on your friends list needs to see this on your page. At least needs to have the opportunity to click on it and hear it. You never know when somebody's going to get something you posted on social media that's going to change their lives, their family's lives, going to send them in a, allow God to put them on a road that He might use them to change the world. Let God use you to do that. Help us publish the gospel. Go to my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Help us share the gospel. You can go there from that YouTube channel. You can upload right to Facebook. Right to Facebook. Anything that's on there. Just down, just copy and paste the link to the page on social media. Let them go and pick which one they want to hear because any of them is going to help them because they're all going to talk about Jesus, going to talk about His sacrificial work. And my friends, that's still to this day, God says, the power of God that will save a soul, heal a body, fill up a man with the Holy Ghost, put God's will in motion. It is the preaching of the cross. God's Word in its righteous context Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. This is good stuff. This is good stuff, and I encourage you, avail yourself to these teachings. Email me at curtishutchinson at att.net. Email me. If you want to donate to the ministry, go to thecrosswaychurch.com. Hit the donate button. It takes money to do what we do. It takes money to do what we do. Be a part of that as well, the giving part, not just the I want to tune in and I want to watch. And, and I yeah. Be a part of this ministry through your giving. If you're eating off this table, then return that because it's biblical for you to do that. If you're partaking, if you're hearing the truth, if you're gleaning from this ministry, the Bible says you are to take care of those ministers there. Amen. So, I love you. It's all about... It, this, these, these teachings are for you, my friend. I could study this and sit home and rejoice all day, but the Lord has stirred my heart because He wants you to walk in the light. He wants you to walk in the truth. He wants you to experience this great, overwhelming victory of Jesus Christ and what He did at Calvary in your own life, in your family's life, in your church. He wants that for you. 
So we stirred our hearts to share this. And I pray that you'd go forth sharing it and helping us publish the Word of God. I love you. God bless you. Till next time, stay determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. Hallelujah. Ha, <laughs>